0: Willis, a libertarian running for state school superintendent. Uh, what you may not know is she's already guaranteed a spot on the ballot in November, assuming she qualifies at the end of this month. Uh, Kira, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. So, how do you feel about Governor Purdue handpicking a successor to Kathy Cox today, and this this guy is going to seek a full term uh, as an independent? How do you feel about that?
1: Um, you know, I. I'm not so sure that Governor Perdue is probably the best person for education at this point. He has been nothing but, from a teacher's standpoint, nothing but an enemy for education. So I'm pretty sure that whoever he picked is um, someone who is probably a yes man. That would be my first inclination. I I did just a little bit of research on him. He is a state board member or a state board school member, and uh, that's kind of all I know about him.
0: Yeah, I think that was my initial reaction, too, was this guy probably isn't the best person to be determining education policy in Georgia, considering the last eight years of education policies in Georgia. So it does seem to be a little
1: questionable at at best. I I would agree. I would agree. He's, um, I mean, his qualification, he looks great on paper.
0: Our teachers in Georgia are, are among the highest paid in the southeast, yet Georgia still ranks near the bottom in test scores. Do we have an education funding problem in Georgia or is it, do we have a lack of leadership problem in Georgia?
1: We are ranked 27th in spending in the United States, um, yet we are 50th in graduation rates. So I don't think that funding is the issue. I, I do think that leadership is the issue. What, what's happened, I think, Jason, since 2002 is, with No Child Left Behind, is that um, we, we've sort of pushed. our our community members and our parents out of the schools and turned into sort of these testing machines, trying to uh, teach our kids how to be better test takers, not better learners. And what I have found as a teacher is that we've sort of created this disenfranchised blame game where the teachers are blaming the parents, the parents are blaming the schools, the schools are blaming the administrators, the administrators are blaming back the teachers. And it's just this roundabout who's doing the wrong thing instead of us all working together as partners for the betterment of our students.
0: Well, you mentioned No Child Left Behind, and on your issues page, you take a strong stand against federal mandates such as No Child Left Behind and some of the strings that attach that come with money, like the race... Race to the top, for example. Um, right. Share share with me your reasoning on being so uh, standoffish with with federal money and federal mandates.
1: Well, one the one major thing that I that I looked at um, was that nine only nine percent of our funding comes from the feds. Yet I would dare say that the mandates that come with that money far exceeds the nine percent. We continually have have these tests put on us we continually have all this paperwork that has to be done and and hoops to jump through for for nine percent of our funding um i I just don't see that it's worth the money and one of the one of the funniest funny if it weren't so sad funny is that under no child left behind um by 2014 every child in america is supposed to graduate from high school every child
0: as far as maybe alternative methods of of uh, pursuing, you know, education goals, if like, like there's a school that isn't meeting that child's needs and there's another school maybe across the county or in another county that could meet that child's needs, are you against the idea of letting letting the state funding go with that student to another school in the form of a voucher? Uh, that
1: is, let me be very clear on vouchers. Um, I, I am not a proponent of vouchers. What I am a proponent of is what's called backpack funding. Let the money follow the child uh, and I think what we can do starting is is allow the child just to go to a, a school within his, his or her own county and then if that works out make sure that we, we allow the child to go to a school that does fit his or her needs. Now for the smaller counties there is only one high school. So I do believe that what we need to do is to allow that kid to, to venture into another school. Um, I read somewhere somebody said, well, I don't want my tax money going to another county. Well, it's already going to another county via QBE funding, which is an antiquated system that that is, is not working and is not meeting the needs of, of each individual county. You mentioned,
0: so I, you mentioned QBE funding on your website. Can you explain a little bit about that for maybe re- uh, listeners who are unfamiliar with it? Uh,
1: you know what? I don't think anybody can explain it unless <laughs> they have a, a master's in business administration. But uh, it, it, is, it is an antiquated fund where there is specific counties who have a higher tax base pay into and fund counties with, with a lower tax base. Um, as far as, as, far as uh, property taxes and such. So uh, Cobb County, the, the people in Cobb are, are very angry because a lot of their money goes to uh, schools in, in South Georgia or North Georgia or more poverty-ridden schools. And uh, when I was interviewed the last time, I, I said, you know, that kind of smacks of communism to me. You know, we need, to, uh, we need school choice and we need to fund our own schools.
0: Well, how would you implement your poli- your school choice policy? I mean, like what would what steps would you take to kind of integrate it into the system we have?
1: Well, I think the first thing that we need to do is uh, is to ensure that the the doors are open. Um, we have people lying so that their children can go to a school that they want their child to go to. they're They're forced to sort of break well not even sort of break the law. They're forced to break the law um by quote unquote living with an aunt or having a a different address so that they can they can go to the school of their choice. And um I think the first thing that we need to do is just lift the the barriers and let the chips fall where they may and then figure out a policy that would not even a policy, I I hate that word. Um figure out a procedure to to allow students to go into schools and, and one of the problems with that i see is that a lot of people will be pushing their children into one school and that school may be full so what do we do then and that is that's one of the problems of school choice but the the benefits far out outweigh the the downfalls i believe
0: what are your thoughts on charter schools
1: I think charter schools are great. I don't know why we can't have charter schools. I don't know why we can't have school choice. I don't know why we're not allowed to um, have Georgia virtual schools for any child who wants it. I, I think that that opens up the free market for people to decide which school best fits the needs of their child.
0: Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen John Stossel's uh, Stupid in America? No, I haven't. Uh, you need to watch it. You, there was, there's a uh an edu- not an educator but a school superintendent i think it was the state of south carolina who who talked about competition in education not being for humans not being for for you know we there shouldn't be competition in education i've i've even heard of some school systems around the country maybe it's one or maybe it was just one maybe it was a few using instead of giving a failing grade they call it deferred success now it just seems it just seems that if we I know it's ridiculous, but it seems if we added in a little competition in our school system in in Georgia, you know like it does what the competition does in a marketplace, schools would strive to be better than the other schools, and the teachers who weren't pulling their weight would not be teachers anymore eventually. I mean, does that I mean, does that make sense to you? I mean, it has to make sense to you it, it, it
1: absolutely makes sense to me, and I think that's where we 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 don't need race to the top I mean, governor purdue has been pushing and pushing and pushing this so that he can implement merit pay we don't need merit pay first of all we can't pay for it we don't have any money to pay for it so why why do we need it why can't we just relieve teachers who aren't performing of their duties it's not rocket science it's if they're not doing what they need to do they, they there should be a an effective and clear way to remove them from the classroom and not simply move them downtown to a higher-paying position where they sharpen pencils and count books, which does happen.
0: What if anything would you do about a local school system that loses its accreditation?
1: Wow, that's that's a that's a really good question. Um, you know, Clayton County was did lose its accreditation for a very short time and then gained it back. I'm not so sure what they did differently other than beg and plead, fax and say, please let it or. Uh, Southern Association of Colleges and Schools and say, please, please, we promise to do better. Um, But I I think the first thing is is, is to remove the school board. And because what I have seen is with school boards, there seems to be this, this power trip that we can do whatever we want and we have these meetings behind closed doors called work sessions and then we've already made all the decisions that need to be made but we're going to come out and make it look really pretty two days later and and look like we're actually voting on policy that we've already approved and, and talked about and manipulated behind closed doors. Um, I think that a school that does lose its accreditation should work very hard to get it back but also if you if we open up school choice and we open up the school system to a free market system then schools probably won't lose their accreditation they will work hard to to keep it so that their schools are succeeding and people will move into the community and everyone everyone wins
0: well georgia recently moved to a one-size-fits-all standard as far as education we they eliminated uh, the technical seal for secondary students. Do you support the college prep only high school curriculum currently Absol- being used?
1: Absolutely not. Not every child wants to go to college and I dare say it's a bit paternalistic of us to say you have to go to university. Now, I taught a young man um, not too long ago who was struggling passing his science portion of the Georgia high school graduation test and we were he was getting extra tutoring because that in order to graduate you have to pass the science portion and you look to right. me and as well as uh, my dad owns a business I'm going to go to that business I'm not going to graduate I'm not even going to go to college let alone graduate and I'm probably going to make more money starting out than you do now so why <laughs> do I need this test right well he should be able to be taking business classes um, he should be able to be taking classes that afford him the ability to step right into his father's business and be competent in it. I, I, I don't see why we have to make every child read Antigone when he or she is, is interested in, in working um, as something besides a, a scholar, because working this, towards something besides a, a college education.
0: The state knows best, right? I mean, isn't that <laughs> that's how it's... But it is.
1: It, it's... it's <laughs> Uh, if you if you ask, and I'm not saying that we we should track our students. If you have an average student or even a below average student who wishes to stretch himself that and and wants to take an honors level course or an AP course, who am I to say no? Right. But what comes with that is that we're pushing these kids to take these higher level courses. They're not doing well, and therefore they're not a, they're not liking school.
0: I just want to throw my own. Just real fast, throw something out there. I uh, graduated from Eagles Landing High School in 1999 with a tech seal, and I mm-hmm. did not finish college. I have a great job. I do I have a part-time job doing uh, some political work. And, you know, college, and I tried to do the college thing. It wasn't for me. So I can sympathize with some of these kids who are coming out of high school dreading to, on going going to college for four more years who, who want to just jump right in and start working and making a living.
1: It's simply because it's expected of them.
0: Right. We live in a society now where, you know, everybody teaches you that if you want a good job and you want to be successful, you go to college. Well, that's not always the case.
1: It's not always the case. Yeah, I have four brothers and sisters. Um, all of us went to university except for one, and uh, he's probably smarter than all of us put together. He, he's well-read. He he enjoys things that that we, as as those of us who went to university, weren't really afforded the opportunities to enjoy. Um, he's traveled more than I have. He's he's done so much. I mean, he even made a movie. Oh wow! And I just and he he's sort of a jack of all trades. And he failed miserably at university. He didn't like it.
0: Should the state school superintendent be an elected position directly from the voters? Should it be appointed by the school board? Elected by con- uh, congressional delegations of the member of the Georgia General Assembly, or should it be directly appointed by the governor?
1: I think that it should be elected by the people, or he or she should be elected by the people, and here's why. Um, If you have a governor appointing this position, then I think that does not allow for discourse of ideas and to agree to disagree. I mean, what what we have seen, or what I believe and perceive to have seen in the past, is that uh, Kathy Cox has, has not spoken out against anything publicly against the governor um, I I said to when I decided to run I said I am I will do four to eight years and I'm done I want to get back into the classroom where I belong I want to be like a stealth bomber go in there make the changes that that, that I think need to be made and that the people think need to be made and then get out right. I'm not a career politician and I, I think that the people want a voice and I hope that I will be that voice let me get your final thoughts. I'll tell you, I've been teaching for 17 years. I started teaching in 1993. And uh, we spent in today's money about, well, not about, $7,472 annually on our on our students individually. Today we spend $10,889 per student. Um, and we're 27th in spending in, in the United States, yet we're 50th in graduation rates. Something's broken. Um, I don't know why this money can't reach our students, and and it's not getting to our students. I'm teaching out of novels that I actually graduated with some people whose names are in there, and I graduated in 1986. Uh, what What we've created is these administrative positions that have little or no contact with our students, and I don't think that that is is beneficial for our kids so we've seen this great increase in funds but it's not getting to the classroom it's certainly not getting to teachers one of the things that i have said and then i promise that i have promised to do if elected i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for teachers to not be furloughed we've got to have them in the classrooms we've got to have them teaching our kids and but if the money does not come i will double whatever furlough days teachers have to take. So if teachers have to take five, I'll take 10. If teachers have to take 10, I'll take 20. We're not seeing any demand for the administrative positions to be treated the way that, that teachers are being treated. It's, well, we'll just furlough the teachers, not the administrators, not the, not the principals, not the downtown people. Um, we'll just cut some pay and, and all will be well. But it's not well because the teachers are the ones in the classrooms teaching our children. They're the ones who need to not be furloughed.
0: Well, Kira, thank you so much for your time today. Where can we find you on the web?
1: I am at www.willisforstatesuper.com. And uh, if, if you like my message, I would love your support, both financially and uh, and I need your vote. Well, I
0: in the interest of full disclosure, I should point out that I am a member of the Libertarian Party's executive committee as a legislative director. So, just pointing that out for disclosure to anyone listening who who wanted to, would like to know that sort of thing. So, uh, Kira, thank you so much for your time. Good luck. Uh, you have, thank you, Jason. Yeah, it was my pleasure. You have my vote, which is, I guess, a given. Oh, but great. <laughs> but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we're reaching more people here. So, uh, take I sure hope so. Take care.